Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I am your host, Vivek Jacob, filling in for William Liu. I know it's a big crown to fill, but I'll do what I can. So I'm speaking to you after the Raptors fell to the Milwaukee Bucks at the Fiserv Forum 115-105. Uh, the Raptors were out of this game pretty early on, uh, but fought back, almost came back from a 26-point deficit uh, to pull off the win, but it was just a little too late. Uh, let's start off with the first quarter, um, and frankly, while Giannis set the tone, Siakam just struggled to bring it in this one or early on, right off the bat, Giannis gets the ball, attacks uh, uh, Siakam in transition uh, gets an and one to go and Siakam picks up a second foul a little bit after that so he checks out of the game with six minutes remaining in the first quarter uh, finishes the first quarter with zeros across the board and that's basically what stands out from that first quarter you can't have you know Siakam who's looking to take over the reins as the new franchise player looking to take steps to become a superstar uh, basically fail to set the tone in a road game against uh, the team that finished with the number one seed uh, last season. And so the Bucks got out to an 8-1 start, 12-1 start, in fact, and it was just really tough for the Raptors from there in that first quarter. They couldn't shoot the ball at all, and Kyle Lowry was pretty much the only one who showed up uh, he was incredible in this game. Uh, we'll get more into him a little bit later. Uh, but right now, again, just, just to t- touch on Siakam, um, obviously we're looking for him to take stri- strides as that superstar player. Um, and this matchup with Giannis was hyped up a ton. And this is going to go down as a learning experience for him for sure. He ended up fouling out in this one. And... You know, picked up his fourth foul in the third quarter. So these are things that he's going to have to learn and adjust. And, you know, you think about the fact that this is now pretty much five out of the six games where he's had foul trouble to deal with and manage. Uh, He said after the game that he's going to have to talk to the officials about what he's doing wrong or what he's not doing um, to to get calls in his favor. Uh, But... Hopefully, this is something that he will continue to learn from. And frankly, he can take a page out of uh, what Giannis was able to do on this night. Obviously, he was able to see Kawhi do it over and over last season with the Raptors. And, you know, if you think back, those nights when the Raptors didn't really have it offensively, especially early in games, you could see Kawhi sort of recognize that, hey, I can't let us let go of the rope here and he would sort of get his offense going keep the team in it and as the game would wear on other guys would find a rhythm and eventually you can make a game out of it now to Kyle Lowry he was the one who took on that role in this one no one else was really able to bring it Kyle brought it shooting the threes early and it's so great to see him scoring at this level 
And the most encouraging thing for me is, again, his ability to get to the line. He was a perfect 9-for-9 nine nine at the free throw line in this game. And so uh, for him to be scoring at this level, we know the playmaking is always going to be there. We know that the defense is always going to be there. Uh, taking charges, poking the ball away, uh, diving for loose balls, uh, defending b- bigger guys in the post. Uh, we're seeing him and Fred Van Vliet, for that matter, uh, make a real effort on the defensive glass where they're boxing out bigger guys and uh, giving uh, their teammates a chance to uh, get the defensive board because that's obviously been an issue for the Raptors early on in this season as well. So, again, an, an awesome performance from Kyle. Um, and so for him to really step up and sort of take over the reins when Siakam wasn't able to do it early in the first quarter, uh, even though they trail by 19 after one, he, he didn't allow them to completely let go of the rope. Second quarter, the Raptors had a key 23 to 10 run. Again, Kyle did his thing, but I really thought Fred Van Vliet deserves a lot of credit here. Even when the Raptors were missing shots and struggling to get going, I thought he did a really good job of playmaking, making the right reads, uh, penetrating, and being able to get to the basket before uh, dishing it out. So I thought he was a big factor in sort of helping the Raptors uh, create a rhythm for themselves. And um, one of the big things that emerged out of that sort of a uh, stretch where Siakam was in foul trouble and the Raptors had to make adjustments. Obviously, Siakam had the initial assignment on Giannis, but once he was on the bench, it was OG that picked up the assignment, and he did a great job of defending Giannis, as good as you can hope for. He was picking up Giannis early, as early as possible, right at half court, and you know, when you when you think about how strong OG is, he's able to use his body to sort of wear Giannis down a little bit. And the other big thing, too, is when you pick him, pick him up so early is you really take away that runway. Uh, you don't allow him to see, you know, a sort of ahead of the pack or see that sliver that, you know, he can use his long strides and get into space and finish at the rim. So I, I, I think, you know, that's something Nurse is going to have to look at going forward where if Siakam is going to be in foul trouble like this where you're giving him the assignment of you know the best offensive player uh on the opposing team plus having to do all that he has to do offensively you might just want to take the load off and have OG pick up the assignment early uh, because once Siakam goes down with two fouls early you're really behind the eight ball and you're looking for offense in places that you know you don't really want to go um the other thing, you know, uh, I want to get to is Marcus Gasol. Again, this was another struggle for him. You know, you, you can look at the box score and you'll see that he finished with a double, a double with 10 points and 12 boards. But I think the big thing here is I think back to when the Raptors played the Bucks before they made the Gasol trade and Serge Ibaka was at center and the Bucks would do a great job of trapping uh, Serge Ibaka, I mean, sorry, they, they do a great job of trapping Kyle Lowry uh, in the pick and roll and encouraging that pass to Serge Ibaka in the mid-range. And he'd have and he'd have no problem taking those twos. He was really good at the mid-range too. Um, that's been his bread and butter shot. But what the Bucks are saying is, hey, we will give up those twos any day because it takes away from Kyle's creativity. It takes away from all else, the, all the other havoc that he can wreak and the threes and everything. So, 
Um, when you when you get Gasol into the picture, that's when you ramp up the playmaking. You're able to create those threes again. He's a respectable three-point threat. Uh, but the tough thing is when he's not assertive, it also takes away from his playmaking where they're, they're not respecting his shot as much. And so, you know, now they're sagging off him. They're able to keep everyone in front of them. And so that creates another issue. And, you know, the tough thing uh, that compounded uh, everything on this night at, at the center position is the fact that Serge Ibaka struggled to get going early on as well. So, you know, he started the game over five, wasn't really giving you much. And so that's part of why the Raptors were down by as many as 19 early on. And while he got it going, you know, in the second half and played much better, this is this is going to be an issue till Gasol really gets going, and you have to you have to wonder at, at some point whether rest for Gasol is sort of the only thing that can save him uh, right now. Thankfully, the Raptors don't play Wednesday. Hopefully, that uh, that helps a little bit, and we'll just have to see how th- how things play out. Again, the depth in the rotation is obviously an issue. Uh, again, Nurse talked about before the game uh, potentially going to Stanley Johnson, potentially going to Rondé Hollis-Jefferson because of the matchup with Giannis. But even with this foul trouble to not go to them, that that is a bit discouraging. Uh, Patrick McCaw was out for this game with left knee pain, so Terrence Davis was back in the rotation, got some minutes. Chris Boucher uh, actually got minutes uh, after the Siakam foul trouble. Uh, they did not go well. He did not attempt a shot, picked up one offensive rebound, and that was the book on him. Matt Thomas, uh, shouts to Alex Wong, came in, hit a three, uh, hit, a, hit a mid-range two as well. That was actually the first two-point bucket that the Raptors had in the game, and um, it was basically... It was basically early in the second quarter when it came to give you an idea of just how poorly the Raptors were shooting. And Norm Powell, for once, was not the Bucks killer. 19 minutes, one for five, four points. Uh, struggled to be a factor in this game. And for him, again, you know, it's about that focus, that intensity. And, you know, when, when you come in, you score 19 points about, uh, against uh, Detroit. And then you you come out here with four points. Consistency is a big thing. That's a big reason why Fred Van Fleet uh, is starting. And so that 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 is something that he just needs to be mindful of as he goes forward. And let's go to the fourth quarter. Uh, a couple of interesting, uh, interesting things that happened here. Uh, again, ha- having to deal with Siakam's foul trouble. Um, a nurse decided to write it for a bit, and he actually went big and played Siakam, Ibaka, and Gasol. He went zone. Uh, and had some had some decent success uh, with it. At, at one point, uh, again, the Raptors had cut the lead down to four, but as the minutes were, were going by in the fourth, you you could see that Ibaka was starting to get gassed. He was giving everything he had. Again, slow start for him, but he really finished strong. He was really bringing the intensity um, on both ends of the floor. At one point, we were starting to see angry surge. Uh, where he got denied on a dunk attempt. He picked up the foul and, you know, sort of pumped his fist. And it looked like the Raptors were really uh, on the verge of pulling off a pretty special win. But I think 
at a certain point, OG Ananobi just had to get back into the game. Why he wasn't uh, in, in the fourth quarter uh, until they were under three minutes remaining, uh, you know, I think Nurse explained after the game that he was just sort of riding the hot hand and he felt like that big lineup was causing enough issues. But with the way OG Ananobi was playing in this game, I think he needed to be in there. Uh, you know, again, he he knocked down two threes and he's being really smart offensively in terms of understanding the shots that the team wants him to take. You know, the threes, the paint twos. Uh, interestingly enough, he was in uh, a bit of a screen and roll action, and he was able to pull off his first mid-range two of the season. So you can add that to the shot chart, and we'll see if, if there's more of that to come. But again, he's just being really smart with the way he's playing uh, right now, and even have four assists. So uh, very encouraging signs for OG once again, and just really hard to understand why he wasn't in the game uh, earlier to help uh, potentially steal this win in Milwaukee. Um, you know, so overall, tough loss. Uh, when you when you think about the comeback, Milwaukee celebrated with confetti uh, for a regular season win. Uh, that seems pretty funny. The Raptors can go home uh, to their championship rings, to their banner, and... Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a good way to finish this off. You know, it, when when you look at these matchups as they come along over the course of the season, it's hard not to look back. And uh, when you think back to the last time the Raptors were in uh, at, were at the five serve forum, it was Game Five where the Raptors took that three two lead and then eventually went, went on to close out the Bucks in six in Toronto. But man. That game five, you think about Fred Van Vliet hitting seven threes, the 21 points, and talking trash to Gucci Mane and uh, Kawhi going off in the fourth. I, I still remember the two threes he hit uh, right in Brooke Lopez's eye. And, you know, it's funny. It, it, as these matchups come along, it, it's hard not to think of that and those big moments that really turned around the season. You know, you, you, you know, again, down 0-2, that third game that went to overtime. Uh, Kawhi jokingly blaming Siakam for having to play an hour of basketball because he missed those two free because he missed those free throws in regulation. And yeah, uh, what a turning point that was. That's again something big that the Raptors will always have uh, in that building. And again, overall, I think you're encouraged with the fact that Siakam can play as poorly as he did and the Raptors can still be in a road game in Milwaukee against a team that is supposed to be a contender uh, and be right there when it matters. So they'll take the lessons from this. They'll move on. Obviously, Siakam will probably uh, try to address the foul trouble. But again, the shot creation, the assertiveness early on, um, and it's not necessarily about going right at Giannis. It, he's good enough to make plays off the dribble and just create for others um, and then maybe get everyone else going, and maybe that's how he becomes more of a threat. When everyone else is being paid attention to, that's how he can, he can get his scoring going. Now, again, the Raptors couldn't make a shot to start the game, anyone outside of Kyle Lowry, so that was obviously an issue. Um Pascal finishing with one assist. Uh, I think that's an area that he can look to improve uh, going forward. Let's move on to the 
three stars. So three stars for first at the top of the list. This is an easy one. Kyle Lowry, 36 points, 11 of 18 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3, 9 of 9 from the free throw line. We already talked about the importance of getting to the line, but this was a shooting clinic. Uh, I should mention the pull-up threes, the fact that he's hitting those again. That was something that tailed off last season after two seasons where he was basically the best in the league at it. To see him hitting those threes again, that's another extremely encouraging sign. One thing, obviously, you want to be cautious about is the minutes. Uh, He had 38 in this one. Fred had 41. Again, Patrick McCaw didn't play, but these minutes are racking up, and it's only uh, game six of the season. The Raptors' lack of depth is something that has to be addressed at some point. Either Nurse is going to have to just, frankly, suck up some regular absorb some regular season losses to keep these guys healthy or at some point whether it's after december 15th um or or closer to the deadline whatever it may be masai is going to have to look at making a move to address these issues because if uh again if ronde can't be trusted stanley johnson can't be trusted malcolm miller can't be trusted then uh you're really gonna have to find a way to address this because you can't be putting the burden on their relatively smaller NBA bodies uh, as much as they are and doing it for 82 games and then asking them to bring it in the playoffs. Kyle Lowry's at an incredible level right now. You have to find a way to keep that bottled up and take it into the postseason. So Kyle Lowry, first star. Second star for me has got to be OG Ananobi. Again, the defense was outstanding and just really smart offensively. I think he's just in a really good headspace right now. Nick Nurse talked about this before the season where it just seems like he has a clear mind about what he wants to do out there on the court, and uh, he's definitely showing that right now. So uh, easy second star there. Third star, this is a bit of a tough one, but I'm going to go with Fred Van Vliet. Um, I think, again, that initial uh, playmaking that he showed that Eventually got the Raptors going, I thought was important. Uh, his, his defense is is something uh, that you have to admire. His compete level, uh, his ability to box out uh, bigger guys straight out of the Lowry book. He does a great job with it. So uh, those are things, you know, he finished with 12 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. Uh, struggled uh, shooting the ball. Inside the arc, he was 0 for 5, uh, made two of his five three-point attempts, uh, but also got to the line a little bit, six six for six from the line. So to to get 15 free throws out of uh, the two guards, that th- that's something that is definitely encouraging. There we go. There's your three stars. Uh, Gerald Henderson Award. This, as tempting as it may be to give to Chris Middleton or Eric Bledsoe, I will go with... Uh, Sterling Brown, Sterling Brown, 13 minutes, 9 points, 3 for 3 uh, from beyond the arc. And he had 1-3 at the end of the first half, which particularly hurt. The Raptors did a good job in that second quarter, cutting the lead down to 13. And you would have had more momentum going into halftime, but he hit a 3 with about 30 seconds left. That pushed the lead back up to 16 and just gave that uh, gave the Raptors that little bit extra uh, that they had to fight for. So with that, I think we've covered everything for this podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. 
This episode will not be on YouTube, but make sure you're checking all of Will's uh, podcasts that are going on YouTube. He's putting the show out there, doing a great job with it, so make sure you're out there supporting him. And uh, yeah, that should do it for me. Thanks for listening. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.